This week on Inside Motorsport, it's a look back at the New Zealand round of the Supercars Championship. I hope you'll stay with us. Tony Whitlock joins me once again from New Zealand and Tony, a weekend where it was more a case of people taking themselves out of the championship than people winning it last weekend at Pukekohe. Indeed it was, and certainly it was hero to zero for Shane Van Gisbergen. He did a superb job on Saturday, and it was a very strong race at the same time that Fabian, unfortunately, it was three parties were involved in it. Chaz probably unfairly got a drive-through when it should have been a post-race 15 second added to race time, because I don't believe that he should have been penalised as much as he was, given that uh, Davey Reynolds and Fabian both contributed to the accident as much as uh, Chaz had started. But uh, certainly Fabian, the rollover, uh, DJR Team Penske again showed how supercar teams are able to repair and uh, get cars back on track, and certainly qualifying in the top ten, finishing fifth. Fabian kept his faint chance alive, and he certainly has got no... uh, uh, this is all over for me attitude about it. Shane, on the other hand, uh, great Saturday, maximum points. Come Sunday, he, and uh, his own words, he messed up. Messed up badly in not uh, flowing enough uh, with a competitor, Tim Slade, directly in front of him. We talked to both of them and we've got their comments. It's a big uh, shunt from behind from Shane coming in pretty hot. Yeah. Yep. You didn't break any abnormally early or anything like that? No. It didn't look like it? No. No, okay. Damage to your car? Ah, uh, yeah. So it just, yeah, basically wrecked all the all the rear end. So um, all the all the diffuser and um, and yeah, like it, it bent all the the boot. So it would have had a hell of a lot less uh, wing angle than than what is normal. So yeah, it was pretty hairy to drive for the rest of the race. Yeah. But you're reasonably pleased with the speed. Yeah, I mean we're hell, hell of a lot better than what we were. Um, Last year, um, you know, we were fourth and seventh in practice, and then we obviously didn't have a qualifying uh, yesterday, and then we actually had an issue in yesterday's race too. So we had a fairly solid first stint, and then um, the first stop tried to do a ride height change, but only got it done on one side. So, you know, for the majority of yesterday's race, it was pretty hairy too, considering, you know, the change, um, there was an issue with that change. And then, yeah, today qualifying was good, six, and then, yeah, sort of did what we could to miss a carnage. At the start, we sort of, you know, went past a couple, and then a couple went past us, just being on the better side of the, better side of the crash, and then yeah, that uh, that happened in pit lane and, and ruined our race. Oh, I just was pushing the limits um, with our championship position, and then of course race position, where everything counts. We were making up the tents, and you know I would have been able to stop in time, but Tim was obviously cautious, which is his, that's fine. But when you're behind someone, you lose that extra meter or two to stop, and. I knew it was going to be tight, but then I just, you know, panicked because I thought I was going to hit him. And of course, when you lock the brakes, you don't stop as quick. And yeah, it was, it was ultimately my mistake. But you know, if he wasn't there, it would have been fine. But he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but a great day yesterday, and you oh. enjoyed every minute of it. Well, yeah, but you rather things are the other other way around. They're quickly sure. forgotten after a day like today. So sure. it's a shame, and it, you know, it's her Tim's day, which is which is no good. And then our team's championship, which is really important to us. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. We're so close to the Dick Johnson guys that we really need to do a good job at Newcastle and make sure we finish ahead in that championship because, yeah. you know, that's pit priority, it's bragging rights. It would be great to get, get yeah. that one. Yeah. Shane was certainly contrite and made uh, Tim and the BJR team aware that he uh, he messed up and he's very sorry for it. But 
it was an interesting uh, weekend for, for those two reasons. Yes, and uh, what we also saw was a great battle of the two leading combatants, Jamie Winkup and Scott McLaughlin, in that final race on Sunday and those, you know, seeing how much of the race is a team sport. People would look at the laps led and saw Jamie Winkup on the pole and takes a chequered flag and go, well, that's not a very exciting race. But when you consider how he grabbed the pole in the dying stages of qualifying and then throughout the race, the teams were playing a, a, a very fast game of chess to try and improve the position of each other's car. It uh, turned out it was an entry into turn one midway through the race that actually won it for him. So, uh, yeah, obviously Ludo went pretty aggressive on the first one, which we expected, so we followed. Um, and then, we yeah, we had a crack in the second one as well. So those guys' uh, fuel rate's been very, very good the last few rounds. Um, so, no, we, we knew it was going to be close. We knew we had to be at least a couple of seconds up the road. I was surprised I was as close to Jamie as I was. Yeah, it, it was obviously we knew it was, we were going to be aggressive to to beat them if we were behind them. And um, around here, it's quite hard in the dirty air to to you know make a solid move. Um, luckily, we got up the inside yesterday. But it's you know for us, it's um, you know to be close and, and use our, our advantages where we wanted to, and, and that's what we try to do today. But it just wasn't enough. Yes, indeed. It was a cat and mouse game. Uh, fortunately, there were no fracas in pit lane because at one stage when the safety cam cars come out, there were plenty of uh, rushing for the lane and we thought that there'd be some problems with uh, stacking as there have been in the years past. That seems far less prevalent now as an issue. Um, the other one that we should talk about is Craig Lowndes, who certainly bounced back on Sunday and uh, got a good result there, uh, which was terrific to see because uh, I think it was his own words to his team manager saying, I mean, he ended up with uh, a fourth, I think, for the weekend, uh, for, for Sunday, and no one would have expected that. But as Dado said, there's life in the old dog yet. Um, so, yeah, look, a terrific weekend of racing. There was uh, lots of other things uh, that were being finalised around the world. Uh, the next step will be uh, for supercars to be Newcastle. Chas Mostert's back off to uh, Macau next, not this weekend coming, but the weekend after, I think, but the weekend before Newcastle. Um, so he's having another run in a uh, semi-factory BMW, so that's terrific for Chas and part of his growth process. Um HRT Walkinshaw didn't look, sorry, not HRT, but Walkinshaw Racing didn't look uh, very spectacular. Courtney was making mistakes, it looked like. Um, not the best sort of thing for the weekend. Mm. Well, for the New Zealand racing fans, they were celebrating because Brendan Hartley, who's had a taste of Formula One in the last few weeks, also took out his second World Endurance Drivers Championship. Yes, indeed. He's, look, he's a lovely young man. I've known him since he was about 16 years old. And uh, he is, uh, no doubt about it, um, really gone away and uh, remade himself. He was very characteristic early in his career with extremely long blonde locks, which he kept for some considerable time, even when he was a Porsche driver. But then uh, he shed them and uh, cleaned up his uh, image for possibly Red Bull. But... Um, Look, it's it's wonderful to see, and as I'd mentioned before, and uh, you know, Kenny Smith was his mentor, uh, his protege rather. No, sorry, vice versa. He was his mentor, and uh, it was great for Kenny, you know, coming up to celebrate his 60th year in 
motorsport at the top level to to have that happen. It's a, a great uh, tribute to Kenny and his development of motorsport. A final thought on the Pukekohe weekend and how it stands in the Supercar Championship as an event. Well, one of the great things is that it's a very old, distinguished track with great history. And uh, I first went there in 96 with the supercars. I was first there with uh, Formula 5000 in 72. Uh, It's certainly a far safer track, but it is still one that can bite. Um, Putting the chicane down the back made a lot of sense. It's wonderful to see a track that has uh, uh, so adapted as it needs to. It probably doesn't have a long history in motorsport coming up. But certainly, as long as it's there, it will be a great venue for for our championship and for the championships that run in New Zealand on it. You're staying in New Zealand after the supercars left to go to the Highlands 101. That's right. This weekend, not a large field. It's the uh, final round of the endurance championship within the Australian GTs. And certainly, Jackson Evan, another of the very good young New Zealand drivers, combining with one of the slightly older New Zealand drivers in Tim Miles. And uh, they look pretty well in the box seat to win that. And it will be terrific for him. Jackson's been in Carrera Cup this year and will be doing it again next year. He's a very smart young man, and I think he'll do great credit to both uh, the championship and the uh, New Zealand population motorsport world. Well, Tony, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Motorsport and uh, look forward to seeing how the Highlands 101 wraps up next weekend. Pleasure to be with you, Craig. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.